Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 86. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so often, as you live your life for Christ, you find that there are questions that you don't really find an answer for just by attending church or by listening to a sermon or even reading a Christian book. And sometimes you're wondering, how do I find an answer to that question. And so we try to, on this podcast, answer questions that you commonly face and try to give you some biblical direction from the scripture to help you to understand how to answer that question. And so today we're going to talk about a question that really affects each and every believer in their Christian life and how they live their Christian life. And it has to do with the issue of legalism. Now, even as I say that, some of you are probably thinking to yourself when you heard that word legalism, well, you know, George, I don't go to a legalistic church, or George, I'm not legalistic, so really, I don't think this question is really relevant to me. Well, you might be surprised that it's actually very relevant, and it's something that you and I need to be on guard against. And so here's what our question is today. We're going to talk today and answer the question, how can I avoid the trap of legalism? How can I avoid the trap of legalism? So let's, let's approach this from several standpoints. So first of all, we're going to talk about the current understanding that a lot of believers have concerning the issue of legalism and why they think that they're really not facing this issue, okay? So we're going to talk about that first. Then we're going to talk about really defining the trap of legalism. We're going to define that for us. And then we're going to look and see what the Scripture says. In particular, we're going to look at three different passages that can tell us how to avoid the trap of legalism. So let's launch into it, first of all. So let's talk about our current understanding. Typically, when you ask a person in church, are you struggling with legalism or can you tell me about legalism? They always kind of point in the same direction. First of all, they're not struggling with it because they don't go to a certain type of church. And usually when they think in terms of legalism, they think in terms of going to a church that is fundamentalist, separatist, and a church where you're told what kind of Bible to read, how you need to dress, how your hair should be, where you can go and can't go, places that you can be seen and not seen, and people that you can hang out with and not hang out with, as well as numerous other things that are added to the list of things that you can't do and things that you can do, but that depends on what part of the country you live in. And so typically, when you talk to people who go to Bible-believing churches who are not 
of that bent, they would say, well, you know what, we're not legalistic, or I don't need to worry about that because I'm not influenced by that. And so that's our current thinking. We think of it in terms of rules, regulations that people need to adhere to in order to be considered a good Christian or somebody you can hang out with that is a good Christian. Now, I'm going to tell you that that is, yes, a component of legalism. But I'm going to tell you that that's only a small component. That's only an extreme component of legalism. Legalism is actually something that you and I do and can find ourselves trapped in without even realizing it. Legalism is basically an action on your part that becomes a substitute for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is is that he paid it all. He paid with his life for my sin, satisfying the wrath of God, Therefore, by faith, because I accept what he has done for me, I am forgiven. Not because of myself, but because of what Christ has done for me. And legalism is a subtle shift in our thinking where we get away from the true gospel and begin to focus on something else. In fact, here's what I'm going to tell you is the trap of legalism. I'm going to define it two ways. Two ways that I often see Christians in our church, I see it even in our church, find themselves in entrapped by legalism. Okay, George, what is it? Well, here's the first one. The first one, you can tell that you're in the trap of legalism when you begin to think in terms of acceptance. What do you mean by that, George? Well, what I mean is, is when you begin to think in terms of your acceptance with God. Therefore, you begin to think in terms of, well, if I don't read my Bible enough, or if I don't go to church enough, or I don't give enough, or if I don't serve enough, volunteering for this and volunteering for that, if I don't do these things and don't do those things, then therefore, I am not accepted by God. Therefore, I have to do these things in order to gain God's acceptance. When you think in terms of something that you have to do in terms of gaining God's acceptance, that is a sure sign that you are in the trap of legalism. Why? Because you have embraced a subtle shift in your mind, thinking that something on your part replaces the grace of Jesus in salvation, replaces the gospel. Because the fact of the matter is, is you are accepted by God as a believer, not because of what you've done or haven't done, but because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. So the first thing I want you to see about the trap of legalism is that we do it for acceptance with God. Anything we do for acceptance with God, we need to not do that. Here's the second thing I want you to see about the trap of legalism. And it's just as deadly, but it's very prevalent. Here's what it is. Self-confidence. Self-confidence. That's where you and I begin to look at ourselves and we say to ourselves, I'm doing okay. 
I'm okay with the Lord. I'm a good Christian because I do these things. I serve in the church. I give. I witness. I read my Bible. I don't go to certain places. I don't do certain things. I'm not like those other people. And we begin to have this level of confidence, which the Bible talks about very clearly is self-confidence, self-righteousness, which is wrong because we end up boasting about ourselves, about how we have done in an area when we need to recognize the fact of the matter is, is that no matter what we've done in an area, what we have accomplished for Christ, we are still sinners who are saved by grace. If it wasn't for Jesus and his salvation, we would be nothing. We would be headed to hell. We have no basis for confidence. And that's what you're going to see over and over in the scripture. Now, all right, George, so you're saying that in, in one of these two areas, either in the issue of acceptance, of me doing something for acceptance with God, or in this area of self-confidence, well, because I'm doing this, I'm a good Christian, I'm okay, you're saying that that's the trap of legalism? I am. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have fallen into it, and I can almost guarantee you, if you're not paying attention, you will find yourself at some point in this trap of legalism. Now, the question is, what do we do about it? How can I avoid the trap of legalism? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on three passages of Scripture. Three passages of Scripture that give us three things that we need to think about and focus on if we're going to avoid the trap of legalism. So here's the first one. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 3. Look with me at verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so, circumcised the eighth day, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, I have counted loss for Christ. Yet, indeed, I also count all things for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. 
All right, so in these 11 verses, there are several key things that are going to help us to understand this very first point that we're going to make here. So let me point them out to you, and then I'm going to make the point, okay? So first of all, he's going to tell you, beware of dogs, mutilators, evil workers. What's he talking about? Beware of those that would impose upon you a thinking that you have to do something to gain acceptance, or you have to do something to have self-confidence in yourself as far as being a believer. Why? Because those are the folks who are leading you into legalism. So here's what he says. He says, we are the circumcision. So what's he doing? He's reminding us that it's already, we have become acceptable to God. We are already believers. We are already have a confidence that comes not from ourselves, but because it comes from Jesus. And so then he says, everything that I do, anything that I would have tamed, anything that is noteworthy that I would try to do for my acceptance or that I would try to do to, to ensure that I feel that I'm a good Christian, that's all rubbish because the most important thing beyond anything else is knowing Jesus Christ by faith. So here's the first thing that you and I need to do to avoid the trap of legalism. We have to ensure daily that our faith and our trust is in Christ alone. Our faith and our trust is in Christ alone. Not in what we're doing, not in who we think we are, but in Christ alone. Okay, so let's look at now at the second passage. We're going to go over now to the next book, to the epistle to the Colossians, and we're going to look at chapter 2, and again, Paul's going to address this issue. By the way, all three of these passages are from the Apostle Paul. He had to constantly deal with this issue. So here's what I want you to see. Colossians chapter 2, we're going to focus on verse 20 through 23. Look at what he says here. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of sin against the indulgence of the flesh. All right, so let's take a look at this one. Let's point out a couple of things here. First of all, he's saying that you and I, when we come to Christ, we have died to the basic principles of this world. So what are those basic principles? That I need to do something for acceptance, that I need to do something in order to have self-confidence that I am who I am. God reverses things and sets everything upside down. When you come to Christ, Christ is the basis of all things. So then he says very clearly, why do you live your life by these rules? Don't touch, don't taste, don't handle. Quit doing that. Quit living such a regulated life. In fact, he goes on and says that living that regulated life has this appearance 
of self-imposed religion. By doing all this, you look good. You look like you're good. But the problem is, is you're not good because your faith is in what you're doing rather than in Jesus Christ alone. So here's the second thing I want you to see that you and I need to do to avoid the trap of legalism. We need to quit living by regulations and begin to live by faith. We need to quit living by regulations and begin to live by faith. All right, now here is the third one. We're going to go back a couple of books now to the book of Galatians. Go back just a few books, three books, actually three letters to the Galatians. going to go to chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 6. He says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of God to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. All right, so what he's saying here is, is that they have quickly turned away from the true concept of the gospel and turned away to a false concept. Again, the false concept that he's talking about here is those who would impose these regulations on people that they need to do certain things in order to gain acceptance or in order to have a confidence before God. So what's the point, George? Well, here's the, here's the final point. You need to continually remind yourself of the grace of Jesus Christ. You need to continually remind yourself of the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, how do you do that? You tell yourself, it's not me. It's not what I've done. It's not what I could do, but it's only Jesus. I am only saved because of Jesus, not because of myself. All right, so let me go back real quick. Three things here. Number one, you need to put your faith in Christ alone. Number two, quit living the regulated life and begin to live by faith. And then number three, you got to continually remind yourself of the grace of Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to do this continually because if you don't, you will slowly find yourself falling into the trap of legalism. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you and I might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You say, George, i got a question. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get us a question or even keep up with what's happening on the podcast. First of all, if you have Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page, but if you have a question, you can direct message us that question or write on the wall. You can also keep up with the latest questions that we're dealing with on the podcast on that page. You can go to our website, kerbinsvillechristian.org, and just simply click on the media link there. You'll see a section there for the Finding Clarity podcast, and you can keep up with everything that's going on there. If you go over to contact, you can see a form where you can fill out and send us a question, and we'll be sure to respond to your question. You can also get our church app. That is a great way to keep up with the podcast. It's free. It's on iOS App Store for Apple devices or Google Play for Android devices. And while you're there, just download it. It's for free and you can keep up with what's happening at our church. Next week, we're going to look at another question concerning the Christian life. And this is a pretty 
pretty decent question because this is something that, again, all of us find ourselves struggling with. So here's the question. How can I overcome a feeling of spiritual emptiness? How can I overcome a feeling of spiritual emptiness? Until next week, take care.